If you're looking to start a podcast, the best place to start is Anchor. It's free. The creation tools allow you to record and edit the podcast right from your phone or computer. And Anchor will distribute the podcast for you. So you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Uh, You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. And it's easy to do everything to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. It's going well. How- I'm doing just fine. It's another week. And just fine. This week, this week we're going through going through our very first Wes Anderson film. And I have to tell you, I'm quite excited. It's our first. It has to be our very first Wes Anderson film. And we're recording this early. So I'm saying I'm saying this only because I'm putting my, I'm putting a lot of pressure on myself. By this time, I would have put a video on our YouTube channel about Bottle Rocket. Again, pressure to put on myself, <laughs> but there's not. No, I have to do it. But other, but otherwise, no, absolutely not. This is our first our first West Anderson film. But before we begin, shall we talk about what this is? This is required watching where you watch oh. <laughs> cinematic influencers and look at them. <laughs> through the lens about learning about filmmaking, how to move forward. My name is Trey Epps. I was like, is this a trick question? Yeah, I, I'm so sorry. I like to, I like to get as weird as possible. <laughs> Keep me on like Yeah, exactly. Um, we are talking about the Darjeeling Limited, the 2007 Wes Anderson film. Rated R? Why is it rated R, do you think? I guess this movie is directed and written by Wes Anderson. Actually written by, co-written by Raman, Raman. Roman Coppola and Jason Schwartzman, and starring Jason Schwartzman, Adrian Brody, and Owen Wilson. And it's about a year after their father's funeral, three brothers travel across India by train in an attempt to bond with each other. Damn, so much to say. Let me just let me just start off. Let me start off with a little bit of background. Did you wait? Hold on. Did you choose it? I think you chose it. Okay, so. I think we were talking about Wes Anderson, and I was really excited to get into a Wes Anderson film, and I don't know why I didn't choose Bottle Rocket. I think I chose this because you're like, oh, I haven't seen this in a while. But I remember watching this movie and not liking it. The first time? <laughs> to be perfectly honest, the first time I saw it, I saw it in like Lincoln's, Lincoln's Center, you know, Upper West Side, and I was like, I don't get this movie. Because I, I, I think Wes Anderson was just, it's just like hyped. Wes Anderson, like I think, like if he was like acclaimed, like this was the guy to be watching, and I think he still is the guy to be watching. And I've watched his movie since, but when I first watched this film, I was like, I don't understand what's happening, and I was excited to get back to it. Now, has my mind changed? I don't know, and we'll talk about we'll talk about those conflicting emotions soon. But I definitely wanted to get back to watching this, and, and like the statistics on this film is quite interesting in that this was the lowest grossing. Uh, film of Wes Anderson's since Bottle Rocket, which was his first movie, so not seen as much, but yet, yet still, I, I believe, hit some really good reviews. Well, I think average reviews. Yeah, some average reviews. Anyways, well, what were your what were your first impressions upon watching this film? Uh, the I first time- I saw it the first time, maybe not right when it came out, but like soon after it came out. I remember liking it a lot more than. Than I did rewatching it now. And I think it's because he only had, like, I'm looking at his filmography right now, and he only had like four movies before this, five movies before this. And <clears throat> since then, he's had 
a lot bigger pictures. Moonrise Kingdom, Grand Budapest, Isle of Dogs, like big, big movies of his, like ones that were everywhere for a long time. Like mm. when Grand Budapest came out, I remember people seeing that for like months and months and months. Yeah. The first time I saw it, I liked it a lot more because I think I was, we were still like getting to know Wes Anderson. But now rewatching it, I'm like, oh, okay. I, so I, I have vague memories of Rushmore, but I remember loving, loving, and I'd be interested to go back and watch it, but I remember loving the Royal Tenenbaums. Love Royal And Tenenbaums. The Life Aquatic. Great. I, 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 don't think I've ever seen it, but I, I think just about besides besides Isle of Dogs, I think I've seen every movie since, which is actually really interesting because Wes Anderson has ten like his ten films, if I'm not mistaken, like somewhere around there, give or take. He doesn't really have a huge like for being so prolific, he doesn't have a huge list of movies, and I think that's also like the Quentin Tarantino effect as well, not effect, but like a uh, thing about it as well as like. I'm not going to produce everything in the world and make a movie every single year, but the things I will make will hit you in some way, shape, or form. And again, mm-hmm. Wes Anderson is just one of the... Like, I, I think, love him or hate him, he's one of those people that you know will be talked about. I'm going to stop for just a second. I need, I need to tell you what I'm looking at. My window... <laughs> this is a, really, a, really, a ridiculous thing I'm going to keep in the podcast, but my window faces a balcony that is showing people having a party, pouring wine, having drinks, and I want nothing more than the police to fucking come <laughs> or for them to, like, fucking, I don't know, something. And, like, my window's open so they, they can see me if they really wanted to. But it's just really infuriating to watch people have a good time while I am being safe inside. Sorry. I wish I could just do it in, just, like, in the middle of this episode just start yelling at them. And just that. So, yeah, I did not need to mention that, but it just, ang- it just angered me. But, yes, I, I think I think we look at Wes Anderson as, as, as an auteur, and it's something that really... What really interests me, looking like, having having looked at Bottle Rocket recently and, and watching this, is that his list of collaborators, as we all know, in front of the screen, essentially stay the same, right? Like, not, not a lot, but, like... He wrote, I think he wrote like two or three films with Owen Wilson, like Bottle Rocket and Royal Tenenbaums, and I think one other one. And then like Roman Coppola and uh, Roman Coppola, I believe, has been his longtime collaborator with like Moonrise Kingdom and I think some of his like most recent films. Mm-hmm. And I found that really interesting. I, I, I find like, you know, I, I often point to Adam Sandler for being like so showy with the amount of people that he ends up continually working with. You know, his Happy Gilmore, you know, days not so much now actually very much so now yeah <laughs> and that other guy listen i would if he if he signs another netflix deal and it's all movies starring him and you very well i'm behind it but yeah like that thing like that that the idea of like having like a small team behind the scenes as well as having a team in front that you just continually love to work with is super exciting because i, I think that's the reason why for the most part we can say that wes anderson doesn't miss right like, I, I'm, I'm excited for the French dispatch, dispatch. Yeah, for the most part, I'd say. I think they, the, he doesn't miss, but the hits. You know what? That's probably the best way of putting it. Because I think, or- I, I think what he has is like, he, uh, critics love him. Critics love him. Hmm. Audiences, I do, I, I do think, I do think there's a thing about independent film. And I'm not sure if you can say what he does is independent anymore, but. I think he carries over and like has like a very niche and very specific audience that like ride or die. I don't, I don't ride or die. I will watch what he puts out, but I'm not sure if I'm ride or die because it, I think his movies, like you said, vary and touches a lot of different points of my sensibility where I'm not sure if I know 
I don't know. Like when a, when a Tarantino film, I know exactly what I'm getting. You don't have to tell me. Like you don't have to tell me what the title is. You don't have to tell me what the genre. Like you don't have to tell me anything about his next project. I'll be there, and and I can tell you with my eyes closed the amount of n words I'm gonna get. <laughs> but I, what, what I will say is that there are not any people of color that he works with. Part of the reason I've changed my tone on this movie is because this came out 14 years ago. Uh, yeah, yeah. A lot's changed in 14 years. Yeah, absolutely. In terms of like what we as a society accept from movies. And that was just such a big part of this movie when I was watching it again in 2021. It just... It's three white guys with Louis Vuitton bags in India. Like, nothing about that is at all related. I did not care about it. This is what this is exactly what got me. And I, I thought it was actually quite gross. I thought it was gross that Jason Schwartzman's character hooked up with Rita. I think I think it was fucking gross. What what felt what felt gross about it is just like it didn't feel as consensual as I think the movie wanted to feel. At least for me. For me, it didn't feel as like into it. Maybe that's maybe that's just simply because I don't think Jason Schwartzman's character was a likable person. I don't think I, any one of them were necessarily likable, mm-hmm. and I don't mean like, I don't mean like uh, they all needed to be good people. Like I, I think we're over, over this whole definition of yeah. quote unquote likable character. But they were just like they were just fucking gross and like self centered and only cared about themselves. And then I and then I was like, wait, is this the point? Like you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like I started to like second guess my own sensibilities about it. And in which in which like the the dynamics. I have an older brother who. Like we fight all the time, and then I was like, I guess we, I guess we do that. Like, I guess we fight a lot, and I think we only care about ourselves because it's our sibling and blah blah. But again, as you as you as you would say, like these middle class, presumptively middle class dudes on a train in in India, it just felt like, yeah, it did feel like a disregard to like them being aware of their status in a third world country. At least I believe India's a third world country, poor country. Yeah, I'm curious. I will say, going back to what you were saying earlier about comparing Wes Anderson to Tarantino, I think it's because both of them, like the reason people love them so much, is they both know their own styles so well. Like they have yeah. such a clear cut. Like you're saying, like you can go into a Tarantino movie and ex- know exactly what to expect. This is the same with Wes Anderson. Like you, he is so. I guess, I don't know if confident is the right word, but he is so confident in his style and so sure of it that it's just kind of like putting the pieces together at this point, you know, which I love. Like, that's that's very impressive to, like, have that clear-cut style and someone could just look at one frame of your movie and be like, yep, that's a less interesting movie. Just the, the colors, the way it's shot, like, everything about it but Mm. i think the problem with some of his movies is once you get past that once you're like past the oh this is so aesthetically pleasing and the characters are so whimsical and quirky once you get past that i think this movie in particular yeah it becomes it becomes like what are we talking about like at, at any given point you have to go what in the world are we talking about and and I, I think this is what I was feeling initially. Like I, I when, when I first watched this film, I was into my like filmmaking career, but I, I was looking at it as if I knew nothing. 
right? Because like, you know, yeah, I was just like looking at it as like a regular ass observer of film and I didn't understand it. And I think, I think the same way movies about movies, movies about Hollywood, movies about actors and participants in the industry will almost always do very well. I think there's something about Wes Anderson's movies that kind of like you said, if you're a filmmaker, if you know about movies, if you can, if you can identify what, even, I guess even if you can't identify, but if you can understand that his movies are colorful and like you, you don't know anything else about film, but you know, Wes Anderson's a really colorful guy. Like you said, it's almost like a facade. It's almost like, my gosh, look what he's doing. I think mm. Wes Anderson is a completely good I, th- I think him as a filmmaker is completely deserve, deserve like, uh, like notoriety. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think what he does technically is incredible. And I think it sounds like we're just shitting on this movie. But like one of the few notes that I have is like the way he designs a scene is unlike what fucking like, the, again, directors who put out movie e- movies every year do. Also, he, like, like, he knows his camera movements are so specific like they stop on a dime you know exactly like the blocking is choreographed to the point where yeah like crispy it'll it'll stop on like a postcard and then pan over to something like everything is so exact and 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 that's and i think that's what you love i think i think when you when you watch a west anderson film and i don't don't mean always i don't mean i definitely again i'm not i'm not necessarily sharing on this film but i think when you watch a west anderson film you're it almost feels like watching a painter paint when you're like i just i just like the process i like what he's doing i mean not like the exact photograph or not photograph i mean like the exact painting but his technique is like fucking. He's like painting with a brush in his mouth. You know what I mean? You know, he's just like involved with it. I think that's not to say that this movie doesn't have good moments of like emotional weight and character development, or like the, the things that progress the story. Like I think the scene with the river where they save the three brothers. Fantastic. I think that scene was like the best moment in the movie. That was the the moment where I felt the strongest everything fizzled out of it. I'll, I'll back you up and, and correct me if I'm, if I'm misunderstanding what you're saying, but I'll back you up by even saying that that entire sequence when they're in this village, when they're like, when we actually see the funeral and finally get like, we see the funeral of this child, but we see the funeral of their father as well. Even mm-hmm. that, even like that whole thing from like the river until like this, this point ends. And I guess they're back on the bus. It, it breathed, new life into the film because i think we understood something about the conflict of not only their relationship but of all the things that we didn't see mm-hmm. you know they say you know start, start a scene late and get out early and all that stuff and i feel like one of the problems with the film is that like there's just there's there, there's a sibling complicated i don't think there isn't there isn't a single really sibling relationship that isn't complicated in some way and I think they're, they're, like, they're all different, but they're still complicated. But I think when you throw three brothers into this thing that is propelled by their father dying, and we kind of don't understand why they don't trust each other, why I, I still don't know why they don't trust each other. Why don't they trust? I, I, I feel like I, I feel like I know a lot about their relationship by assuming things, and sometimes just directly about what they tell me to us to to know about them, and. It does. It doesn't have the, that emotional weight that we're talking about. Of like, 
oh gosh, yeah, he doesn't trust him because like he slept with his girlfriend, or you know what I mean? Like it just it, mm-hmm. it just doesn't make the most sense. Um, like he, like the sequence of like them at the airport and then walking into the plane and like having this inaudible argument about whether or not they should get on the plane and they end up not get on the plane. It's fucking, it's so brilliant. It's so good. It's so good to watch these people argue about getting on the plane and then not getting on the plane. But again, the sequence that follows of like they find their mother at, at the monk monastery, and I, I don't know if I'm meant to care. And sorry, I know I'm meant to care, but I don't care. I think what it is is sometimes Wes Anderson movies, this one in particular, the characters are too quirky and too whimsical and too indifferent about things that as an audience member i'm like all right well i don't care either this guy doesn't care <laughs> like everyone in his movies is always yeah. like, so weird and like not passive but they just they go with the flow and everything just happens around them wilson. sometimes it's like all right i need i need something it, give me something owen wilson <laughs> takes off his bandages it's- I feel like it's like the third act in the movie. I could be wrong. And we finally get we finally get to see how fucked up his face is. Like he Oh, I bet he's not even heard it. Like even as an audience member, you're like, I don't think there's anything wrong with him. But like but well but he does it. Exactly, exactly. You're second guessing it as an audience member because they don't believe it. And then you see how like jovial you see how Joe everything um, the characters do is just for show. I mean Adrian Brody's character is wearing the glasses of their dead father. That still has his prescription in it, just because. I mean, as a I can tell you, connection to his father, but I think it's also like a these people just do things. Ethics, yeah. Um, I, and yes, I, I think that's. I, I think that connection is exactly right, and I think it's a bit. But I, I, here's the thing: one, I think that's bullshitty because as someone who cannot see, when I was younger and I could see, and I put on someone else's glasses, I couldn't see a fucking <laughs> thing. So, so I understand. Like, I'm I'm gonna go down a, a, a few different rabbit holes. But before, let me just jump back to what I was saying about Owen Wilson. When he took off his bandages and we saw how fucked up his face was, that like living in that like living in that moment, even from the beginning, would have been amazing. Like living with like seeing him have to live with those scars because we later learned that he tried to kill himself would have been so much more especially especially if you contrast that with his attitude and seeing his face and like you know what i mean like living with those with those things throughout the movie would have been incredible to watch and much more and much more quirky i think in a much more digestible way than him like than us as an audience kind of second guessing not really knowing him being kind of weird uh, like you know do you know what i mean like i think oh gosh again i can go on and on and on and on I'll let you speak. God, I'm sorry. Okay. I I I, I will say I had, an, I had another quote. I don't know why I'm coming through with the quotes, but Bell, you're having a fucking party, Dan. Why? Oh, actually, no. Oh, I guess I have to talk to myself. I really hope I remember to edit this bit out because otherwise, I'm just gonna be sitting here like an fucking idiot. Fucking idiot. <laughs> I want all I wanted to rant about right quick was why was Bill Murray in this movie? See, I love those things. I love those little cameos. That's another, that's like the good side of him using the same cast of characters because you're all like, oh, Bill Murray's there. All right, I know what's going on. Okay, so I, I read this thing about Natalie Portman being in the movie. And one, I was like, oh yeah, Natalie Portman. Two, there's a whole short film that is, like, is meant to go before this film 
with Jason Schwartzman and, and Natalie Portman. I meant to watch it before we before we started, but I completely forgot. It upsets me about it already. Is I'm sure that has much more like it's much more censored than this film is. But I read that she she essentially got paid because she's an actress to come to India to work for thirty fucking minutes and then traveled around India for the next two weeks. Must be nice. And must be fucking nice. Must be nice. <laughs> I will say, again, he's going on random rants here. The actress who played Rita, I love. Mm-hmm. I love. I I didn't remember, remember much about the film upon rewatching it, but when she showed her face, I was like, oh, yeah, because I had a huge crush on her. Karan? Karen? Anyways, I think she needs more credit. I think this is her first, her first movie role. I'm sure she's, I'm not sure if she's doing other things, but it's her first movie role. Oh, she's in the night out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before this, she was in a, t- a TV show. She was in one episode of a TV show. But yeah, it's the first thing. She's got some things since then. She's terrible at Instagram, which upsets me. But yeah, I, I, th- I thought she was great. I thought she was great, and I wish I wish she had... You know what? You know you know what's really funny about this movie? Her and the guy, the conductor. I, I just call him the conductor. I don't know who he is. Like, they seemed far more interesting than the three brothers. See, that's... Yeah, that's like... I think the problem, the downside of him using the same people is I want to see, like, that's, I think, what made it feel a little too much like, hey, three white guys in another country. Isn't that weird? We don't see, other than the family whose son dies in the river, we don't really see or learn or meet anyone else. No. No. Under normal circumstances would be fine like you don't have to know everyone in the movie but when you make it in a place like india that's so different from the main character's like point of view you gotta you gotta do something with that otherwise just put it in a a a train going across the u.s you know I, I think I think you know but the, the academy the, <laughs> the academy put into play this whole Hold on. Sorry, I just had something ridiculous. I'm so sorry, Dan. I lost my train of thought. I'm going to stop. I, I, I got distracted by something I saw on the screen, and I'm just going to stop right now and say, let's wrap this up. Okay. Do you want to go first? Yeah, I'll go first. I don't think this movie is required. I think Wes Anderson movies are required, other ones. It's just, I think it's just the things that make his movie great are there, but... I think there are also a lot of things that not make it a bad movie because it's not a bad movie. I think it's just, it doesn't hit as hard as his other movies hit. And I think it was more contextually, it made more sense, like halfway through his film career. Um, yeah. Up to now, film career. But yeah, I just think there are just better West Anderson. Yeah, I completely agree. Completely agree. There are other best, there are other West Anderson films that people should be watching, and I hope they will watch. True story. Facts is one of them. I, I'm so sorry. I, I think I just got distracted. I got distracted just based on like, what we're talking about. I'm trying really hard not to frame because I think when you know 
trying not to damage my rants, damage my <laughs> reputation by my rants. But with that said, I, I, I completely agree with you. I don't, I don't think this is a required watch at all. I think I think there are so many other good films that he has, and I think it's important to check those out. And maybe we'll circle back around and find something that we think is good. But yeah, that said, this has been a very good required watching. So, so thanks for listening. Uh, connect with us online with... Uh, at Required Watch on Instagram and Twitter and I am at Trey.x on Instagram and Twitter. Listen, it's been real, guys. Have a good week and stay safe. Peace. Peace.